Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. Psalm 100 Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. It's always good to be back with you. And tonight we're going to continue our little look through the first epistle of Peter. We've reached chapter 2 tonight, and there's a lot of good teaching and advice to be found in those 25 verses, all about being strong in our faith and living as effective Christians. But, as always, let's get our meeting together off to a great start with a song. And this is song number 948, Be Strong in the Grace of the Lord. It's another great Salvation Army song from the pen of Major Walter Windybank who served as an officer at many corps, including Aberdeen and Exeter Temple. Be strong. the story later in the meeting about how the main idea for tonight's message came to me, although I'm happy to share with you right now that I had a very clear message from God this week when I was trying to hurry him up. That message was, in my time, not yours. It was a lesson I needed on that particular day, and one that I was so pleased to hear. Now, many people write to me about these meetings, And it seems that there is often something we share here that directly helps people in their everyday lives. And their journeys as Christians through some difficult times, and, well, even just this pandemic and the strangeness that it's brought to all our lives in the past year, haven't we needed something to help us get through? As we pray now, then, let's turn to song number 502. This is one of the very best of all Salvation Army songs in our entire history. Jesus, thou art everything to me. It was written by Colonel Arthur Arnott, the great Australian songwriter. And if we want to be strong every day, then these words are just what we need. 
And we need to keep coming back to Jesus every day and asking him for that daily strength, acknowledging to Jesus personally that he is indeed everything to us. And after we've sung, Envoy Pat Mosley, who together with her husband Stan looks after the core at Grantham, not too far from us here in Lincoln, is going to open our meeting in prayer. together. Lord, our hearts bow before you and we thank you because you are our God, because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are our saviour, you are our provider, you are our peace, you are the one who gives us hope and that's why we can sing Jesus Thou art everything to me. I would pray your blessing on everyone listening just now. For those whose life is a daily struggle. For those who are lonely. 
and they long for visits from family and from friends. For those for whom homeschooling has become a burden and seems never ending. For those whose finances are a real worry. For those for whom employment in the future is now a major concern. For those who mourn and the heartache is so raw. We would pray for our government as this week decisions are made which will impact on our future as individuals and as a country. May they have wisdom. But just now, come to us afresh so that we might be strong, so that we might know your love and your peace and above all your presence surrounding us and within us. Come, Lord, come. In Jesus' precious name, we pray our prayer. Answer prayer. Amen and amen. Our next song tonight is one that, for a Salvationist, sums up all that we believe. Being strong-minded and strong-willed is seen by the world as being of the utmost importance. But this doesn't necessarily conform to the teaching of the Bible. In Jesus' teaching, we're often encouraged to be meek, but strong in our faith. There are many great lines in the verses of John Gowan's that make up song number 34. But the one that stood out for me tonight was, Others may reject the weakling, I believe he can be strong. And verse 3 fits in so well with our teaching for tonight. That way of living as good, effective Christians in a world of not just shifting values, but one in which most of the good values seem to have been thrown out of the window and replaced by utterly selfish, I'm all right, Jack values and aims. So this is I Believe.
to that theme of God's timing, what better song could we hear from the singing company tonight than that beautiful song that came to us, if I remember correctly, from one of the kids' praise musicals, from Maranatha Music? They were so popular a few decades ago. How many of you can remember Salty, the singing hymn book, who helped all those children to praise the Lord? Well, here are the Portsmouth Citadel Singing Company with In His Time. Bible reading this evening is taken from the first epistle of Peter, chapter 2. And tonight, for reasons that I'll explain later, I'm going to read from the Living Bible. Get rid of your feelings of hatred. Don't just pretend to be good. Be done with dishonesty and jealousy and talking about others behind their backs. Now that you realise how kind the Lord has been to you, Put away all evil, deception, envy and fraud. Long to grow up into the fullness of your salvation. Cry for this as a baby cries for his milk. Come to Christ, who's the living foundation of rock upon which God builds. Though men have spurned him, he's very precious to God, who has chosen him above all others. And now you have become living building stones for God's use in building his house. What's more, you are his holy priests. So come to him, you who are acceptable to him because of Jesus Christ, and offer to God those things that please him. As the scriptures express it, see, I am sending Christ to be the carefully chosen, precious cornerstone of my church and I will never disappoint those who trust in him. Yes, he is very precious to you who believe, and to those who reject him, well, 
the same stone that was rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone, the most honoured and important part of the building. And the scriptures also say, He is the stone that some will stumble over, and the rock that will make them fall. They will stumble because they will not listen to God's word, nor obey it, and so this punishment must follow, that they will fall. But you are not like that, for you have been chosen by God himself. You are priests of the king. You are holy and pure. You are God's very own. All this so that you might show to others how God called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were less than nothing. Now you are God's own. Once you knew very little of God's kindness. Now your very lives have been changed by it. Dear brothers, you are only visitors here. Since your real home is in heaven, I beg you to keep away from the evil pleasures of this world. They're not for you, for they fight against your very souls. Be careful how you behave among your unsaved neighbours, for then, even if they're suspicious of you and talk against you, they will end up praising God for your good works when Christ returns. For the Lord's sake... Obey every law of your government, those of the king as head of the state and those of the king's officers, for he has sent them to punish all who do wrong and to honour those who do right. It is God's will that your good lives should silence those who foolishly condemn the gospel without knowing what it can do for them, having never experienced its power. You are free from the law, but that doesn't mean you are free to do wrong. Live as those who are free to do only God's will at all times. Show respect for everyone. Love Christians everywhere. Fear God and honour the government. Servants, you must respect your masters and do whatever they tell you. Not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are tough and cruel. Praise the Lord if you're punished for doing right. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong. But if you do right and suffer for it, and are patient beneath the blows, God is well pleased. This suffering is all part of the world God has given you. Christ, who suffered for you, is your example. Follow in his steps. He never sinned, never told a lie, never answered back when insulted. When he suffered, he didn't threaten to get even. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried the load of our sins in his own body when he died on the cross, so that we can be finished with sin and live a good life from now on. For his wounds have healed ours. Like sheep you've wandered away from God, but now you have returned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls who keeps you safe from all attacks. The message from the songsters tonight returns to that idea of being strong. It's a different Bible passage, of course, that teaches us about putting on the full armour of God. From Ephesians chapter 6, of course. But living as a good Christian in this modern age requires us not just to be strong in our faith, but also to be wearing that armour that God provides us with. We've all encountered people over the past few months who've insisted, I'm not wearing a mask. But can you imagine how much worse this whole situation would have been if the extra protection that we've been offered and encouraged to wear had not been available? Here, then, are Croydon Citadel songsters. At the time of recording, they were under the leadership of my friend Jerry Boniface. Jerry's relinquished that position quite recently, as he has a real health battle to fight. And I'm sure he and his family would be grateful for your prayers 
as we listen to Len Ballantyne's stirring setting of Ephesians 6. If you would be strong, put your armour on. very often that any of us can say we get a direct message from God straight to us, delivered in the way any friend might talk to us from day to day. But it happened to me this week. I got up on Thursday raring to go and with a bit of enthusiasm to get this meeting prepared. As always, I opened the Bible to my chosen passage and read it again. I also checked my commentary to see what inspiration I was going to get there. But there was nothing, immediately anyway. So I opened my songbook. Again, there was nothing that particularly hit me between the eyes. And so I went out and made another cup of coffee. When I came back, I read the chapter again and had no problem picking out the important points. It was just that nothing really started me off in the way God normally does in such a situation. So I thought I'll do something completely different. I checked some football news on the computer. I watched Jamie Oliver give me another idea for what to do with beef brisket on the TV. And I suddenly had the thought to check the Bible reading, but in a different translation. Now, when we first started these meetings on Fortress Radio, almost a year ago now, we made a decision with Stuart that we'd try to use the NIV translation. Most people have it. It's fairly international. It seemed like a good choice. But on my 21st birthday, my parents bought me a beautiful leather-bound copy of the Living Bible. And that became my translation or paraphrase of choice for many years. And then, for Easter 1984, my mum made me a very beautiful, colourful cross-stitch cover for that Bible too. And all my life since, when I've led meetings, it has been that Bible that I held in my hand as I preached. I must admit, until this opportunity came around on Fortress Radio, I'd rarely led more than five or six meetings a year. In fact, I've written more sermons in the last 11 months than I had in the previous 40 years. 
since the first ever one on Corps Cadet Sunday in Tunstall, 1978. Anyway, I looked up 1 Peter chapter 2 in the Living Bible and my mind was immediately drawn to a footnote that gave an alternate paraphrase for one of the verses. And then, as I raised my eyes back to a few lines above, I saw a phrase that immediately gave me that focus that I'd been looking for for the last three hours. Thank you, Lord, I said out loud in relief. And as if he were there, sat right next to me in the room, God said to me, in my time, matey, not yours. And I could see the smile and wink that came with the message just as clearly as I'd heard it. In my time, not yours. In that few moments, not only did I have my theme, but also the band piece was chosen. The singing company song became an obvious choice, and in fact, the whole meeting began to be revealed to me like someone opening a scroll. For there, right at the end of the chapter, were the words, Like sheep you wandered away from God, but now you have returned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls, who keeps you safe from all attacks. 1 Peter is all about living our lives as a walking advertisement for God. It was written to young Christians in what is now Turkey, Christians who faced daily struggles to maintain their faith and witness in a godless society. Not very different then at all from us trying to live out our faith in the world of 2021. Very hard at best and nigh on impossible a lot of the time. And in chapter 2, Peter tells us to be the very best that we can be, to make the best of ourselves. No malice, hatred, dishonesty, jealousy, talking about others behind their backs. He then tells us to put that armour on and be filled with the Holy Spirit and the spiritual food that God supplies. In the reading, it's referred to as milk, milk that we should crave more and more of like a newborn baby. And then do all we can to encourage others to follow Jesus. A simple three-step plan. Only then, you see, can we be equipped and ready to live like that as an advertisement for Jesus, so that others will see a difference in us and want that difference for themselves. We're instructed by Peter to be good citizens of the earth, with due respect to our leaders and our authorities, whether we agree with them and their policies or not. And that will undoubtedly be difficult for some of us. But here's an idea. Instead of criticising a government you disagree with, why not pray for them instead? I think I must have been brought up with the perspective on the word respect that is no more. Those of us who are over 50 or so will remember a time when teachers, policemen, MPs and others in position of authority automatically had a kind of respect due to them because of their position. But I've noticed that many people of my age and certainly most of those who were younger have been brought up with a false doctrine that respect has to be earned. That's not what the Bible says at all, and it's certainly not what Peter is telling us in this chapter. Of course, people who find themselves in such positions should not abuse that position, and they ought to be worthy of that respect. But the respect that we should have for them, we are told, comes from their authority and position, not through being earned. Verse 17 specifically says, Show respect for everyone. Fear God and honour the government. Also difficult seems to be Peter's advice to slaves. Remember, slavery was very much the way of life at that time. And I'm not discussing here the rights and wrongs of slavery, but Peter was talking to a Christian community, the majority of whom were slaves themselves. He tells them, Servants, you must respect your masters and do whatever they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are tough and cruel. Praise the Lord if you're punished for doing right. 
Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong, but if you do right and suffer for it and are patient beneath the blows, God is well pleased. Wow! What a challenge that must have been to them, and it still is to us today. And it's still very much an exemplary that is sorely missing from life in the 21st century. Such respect just seems to have gone from society. Some might say it's become a relic of less civilised times. But God's word doesn't change, we believe. How on earth do we balance up that dichotomy? It's hard. But being a Christian is hard in this modern world, just as it was in first-century Turkey. However, this chapter ends with the most wonderful, the most special, the most encouraging, the most reassuring promise that we can ever receive that having returned from the world like lost sheep to the fold, we have a Saviour who has promised to keep us safe from all attacks. The Saviour who is referred to specifically in this Living Bible translation as Guardian of my soul. Major Darren Shaw's beautiful piece of music of that name is based on two tunes. We may recognise, O oh Jesus, I have promised, with those wonderful lines, O oh, let me hear thee speaking in accents clear and still, above the storms of passion, the murmurs of self-will, O oh, speak to reassure me, to chasten or control, O oh, speak to make me listen, thou guardian of my soul. But the piece also features Darren's own hymn, introduced to us in the army through the Magnify Supplement and very much becoming a treasured part of our worship. And yet it was inexplicably omitted from the new songbook. The words of that song are, I worship you, God's only Son, who took my sins to the cross so I could be completely free to follow where you lead. O Lord, your wounds are now my healing and I am wholly yours. You know my name and where I'm going, guardian of my soul.
That was the Amsterdam staff band there playing for us the beautiful and inspiring Guardian of My Soul. And I'd like us to sing together in closing the other of those two songs, number 613 in the songbook, and a song that is very special, I'm sure, to many of us, me included. O oh, Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end. Be thou forever near me, my master and my friend. I shall not fear the battle if thou art by my side, nor wander from the pathway if thou wilt be my guide. My thanks to all who've taken part this evening, amongst them Croydon Citadel Songsters, the Amsterdam Staff Band, Portsmouth Singing Company and others, including the International Staff Songsters, Sydney Congress Hall Band and even those dear folk from the Holiday Plus Fellowship Days at Butlins. Have a wonderful week, friends, and God bless you all. And now may thy grace, peace and heaven's richest and choicest blessings go with us all and remain with us until we can meet like this again. Amen.
Thank you.